injuring that child or, or that fetus would be a crime akin to murder, right? Once the soul is blown into it. Before the soul is not blown into it, the ulama say this is not allowed and they give exceptions. Alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah ma ba'd. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome back to Beyond the Mimbar podcast. I am your host Muhammad Basaid and I'm joined again once again. I'm joined again once again. I'm joined again with none other than our Imam Mustafa Abu Rayyan. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm good. How are you keeping your right? Alhamdulillah. Bi khair mashallah. So um, we're here again inshallah ta'ala and I made it a promise to myself that we will try to do this regularly. Inshallah. You know, and we had this whole discussion about, you know, having a podcast on a regular basis, inshallah, and getting um, topics that are relevant, you know, topics that maybe some Muslims are in the news or maybe people want to know the Islamic perspective about it. So today it's uh, quite an interesting topic, uh, inshallah ta'ala. Um, recently, and the news what has come out is um, this topic of abortion has come up again. So it's something that I want to discuss with yourself. Inshallah ta'ala, I want to discuss abortion and I want to discuss also other things around it. As you can see, the brothers have chose to put uh, my body, my choice back there. So we'll yes. be discussing that as well. So first and foremost, what I want to ask you is, is anyone watching this right now, uh, the viewer, will be sitting going, oh, mashallah, two brothers discussing abortion. Are we in a position, inshallah, to discuss that? Uh <laughs> you know, we live in a world now where you're constantly pitting people against each other, mm. right? You have, uh, you have people of different either faiths or dif- different groups, different uh, genders, and uh, everyone is just fighting everyone. Mm. And it's like uh, men versus women. Like there's this this tension. Yeah. And a lot of it is kind of almost being um, manufactured. This manufactured ten- tension of, men don't want good for women and this and that and now you have these subcultures that came about as young men mm. that have now against something against women and they're saying and there's this weird tension that's being built and it even might have ramifications with uh, brothers not wanting to get married sisters and saying you know what they're all horrible right uh, uh and, and vice versa you know and we, as muslims it's very spelled out for us in the Quran. We have the example of Adam and Hawa. Men and women are meant to complement each other, right? They're meant to be uh, uh, helping each other, complementing each other, not competing. And based on that, first of all, that it doesn't matter who is talking about a topic. And this idea men are not allowed to talk about this yeah. and that. At the end of the day, uh, anybody is allowed to talk about anything as long as they are adding value to the conversation. Now, uh, sometimes when we discuss things, the only uh, issue that can arise that I would say might be blameworthy if someone is speaking about a a field of knowledge he has no expertise on, right? We shouldn't be speaking about things we have no knowledge of, which is why I'm not going to sit here today and discuss with you the intricacies of the medical details about certain issues. That's not my expertise, right? So a doctor has the right to say to me, you as an imam, what gives you the right to speak about uh, I don't know certain uh, details as it relates to medicine. I would say fair enough. I shouldn't do that. And similarly, when regular folks uh, 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 try to make fatawa on issues they haven't studied, then the ulama could say what gives you the right to speak about that. So in the end of the day, uh, it's all about do you have knowledge to share? Do you have something to add to the conversation? 
And if you, if if it was uh, since when do we categorize the subjects that one can speak about based on gender? Since when? That's this, or or or, or uh, that's not the case. And so, to my sisters out there, uh, we are here to share information, and we would love to hear from them as well. And this is idea, ilm and information, and these things they don't have a specific uh, group that have a uh, autonomy uh, or a monopoly uh, to to this. So there's nothing wrong with brothers discussing an issue that everyone else is talking about. Zakallah khair. So jumping into now the actual topic. Um, what does uh, the religion of Al-Islam say about the topic of or the matter of abortion? Uh, Alhamdulillah. So in Islam, we have, um, when we talk about an issue, it's, it's built on foundations. So uh, every minute fiqhi issue can be traced back to a fiqhi principle that can be pra- traced back to a greater objective of the religion that can be pra- traced back to our goal in life, which is our devotion to Allah. So it's built like that. So um, this is, goes for anything, right? Someone tells you, Sheikh, is this transaction uh, halal or haram? Right, a lot of times, whether it's haram or halal, is based on a certain principle that is derived from uh, uh, one of the objectives of people shouldn't, um, shouldn't uh, uh, oppress each other. That's a principle. And why shouldn't they oppress each other? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us not to. So it all goes back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always, right? So everything is built and it goes back as you take the peels away. We are in devotion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our lives are built that way. So based on this, uh, among the objectives that we have in our religion is the, uh, the protection of life and lineage, both, right? And so what does that mean? It means that we are meant to pres- preserve life. So a lot of the rulings in Islam goes back to this objective. Yeah. Right? Uh, killing is not allowed. Harming yourself is not allowed. Suicide is not allowed. All of these things are not allowed. Uh, uh, ingesting substances that are poisonous is not allowed. Uh, drug abuse is not allowed. All of these, why, why are these things haram? Because they might lead to the loss of life and life is sacred. Who made it sacred? Our creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how it's built. And uh, similarly, uh, uh, one of the objectives of Islam is to uh, preserve and uh, the the uh, the nestle and that uh, humanity continues on among the uh, the the what Allah the qadr of Allah subhanahu wa taala is that we keep on having children and they have children they have children and and inshallah taala also of course that they are raised and live up, upon the way of the prophets and upon Tawheed. So this is why marriage is encouraged. Having children is encouraged based on the fact that this is again one of the things that are the sunnahs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are meant to do. So there are then two reasons there why one shouldn't uh, do an abortion from an, the maqsad perspective, from the objectives. From an Islamic perspective, in the ulama, they have discussed this. One of the things that a lot of people might not know that haven't studied is that a lot of these issues that are now being discussed by Muslims and non Muslims, right? by everyone really and uh, they are all uh, documented discussed in detail in the books of fiqh and it's sometimes sad that the the rich uh, uh, the depth and the and the scope of our uh, of our the islamic fiqh is lost on a lot of people they have no idea about the nuances the details the information that has been talked about for hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of years 
So this issue has been discussed and studied, and the general rule is that no, a couple who are married, and this is another point that's really important from an Islamic perspective, when we're talking about terminating a pregnancy, who is allowed to be pregnant? A married woman. So who is not being talked about at all? The person that is uh, uh, getting pregnant through zina. They are engaged in sin, and they must repent. And uh, this is, um, it opens a door when uh, a fitna, and in fact, the increase of abortion. It's directly related to the increase of zina in the world. When people left religion and they left these values that uh, that, uh, that they had, and sadly now you're seeing some signs of that also in the Islamic world, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the ummah. And it's among the signs of the al-Qiyamah that zina would increase, right? This leads to people looking for these options. And, and from an Islamic perspective, the answer is no. Right? You meant to have your child. Uh, you meant to have your child. You meant to raise your child. Are there, are there general exceptions and nuances? Yes. So one of the things that uh, we have a clear, clearer answer to is that there is a definitive time when the soul is blown into the, into the fetus. And when the soul is blown into the fetus, then it has as, as, as any right, as, as the same right as the mother. And... Uh, They give exceptions, um, extenuating circumstances that are decided by medical doctors and scholars alike. So every step of the way, a learned scholar would be involved to see are the reasons justified or not. So this is generally speaking. So it's not allowed. Uh, we have a definitive time when the soul is blown into, which afterwards this child is considered or this fetus is considered a life. It cannot be taken and taken it as akin to killing it. Um, and the exception that are made, the one exception that is made is that when uh, when uh, it's endangering the life of the mother and a choice has to be made, which is, of course, a very extreme and, what, 0.01% of the time. As for when it's before that, and then if, if there is a legitimate reason for it, before the soul is brought into it, if there's a legitimate reason for it, the scholars, they decide. And then uh, and if, what, is it the medical reason why? And it is, again, a personalized fatwa for that person yeah. that's how it would be yeah. not a place where you're just walking and do what you want and leave with no accountability no responsibility this is not the islamic way so default position no exceptions are made after the soul is blown into it it's treated as a life you know um i know i know for a fact that this is um this matter like any other of the of matters or questions that that come up and asked to um imams and and scholars and people of knowledge you know they're they're case by case you know they're case by case you can't give like a a general to everyone you know and that's sometimes things that we fall into and you we mentioned this when we talked about the madahib uh issue um but for for, for me what i was wanting to get into with yourself is um it's the idea behind it you know um about what came with this topic of abortion currently recently which is the whole my body my choice now my body my choice is um like uh, in this context is women saying this is my body and i have the right to do um what i want with it right islamically <clears throat> this statement <clears throat> is it something that a woman may say or can say um Men and women are treated the same in Islam as it relates to the rules that apply to them. 
So uh, as it relates to what you do with your body or not do with your body, there's no such thing as these. Uh, um, any, at the end of the day, a first speaking, and I'm assuming most of you that are listening to us here are sisters and brothers that are Muslim, right? So is it your body? Yes, it is. Who gave it to you? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? This is your choice. Well, Allah gave you free will to do with that choice whatever you want. But then Allah gave you also laws to follow and rules to follow. And the same, that rules and those laws, and there are many, and some are uh, uh, prohibitions to avoid, and some are uh, obligations to uphold, and some are recommended, etc., etc., right? So, if a brother said, uh, for example, we know the sunnah of going your bed, the sunnah of going your bed. If a brother said, my body, my right, I'm going to shave, right? And a sister then said, my body, my right, I'm not going to wear hijab. And, uh, and go on, and there are anything, right? Anything, right? The, the sunnah of cutting your nails, my body, my right, right? What have, have we completely taken out of the equation? Allah, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the idea that we have a free range to do whatever we want, this kind of super freedom of we can do whatever we desire, this is not an Islamic concept. In Islam, we do what is halal. Who made it halal? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We avoid what is haram. Who made it haram? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This should be the mindset that the Muslim uh, lives with and lives by. So rather than ask yourself, my choice, what about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what he chose for you? First question, ask yourself, is what I choose better, what Allah chooses better, what Allah chooses is always better. Therefore, that's what you should follow. And this is the way of the prophets and the way of the righteous. So this idea that you can, so the other thing is, the other angle is, why are men or why are other people telling me what I'm doing with my body? Or should or shouldn't do? And the answer to that is, look, if someone comes to you and tells you, listen, uh, don't wear that watch. Don't do this. Don't do that. Things that, you like, I don't have to listen to you. It's fine, right? If someone tells you, brother, this, you shouldn't be doing it because Allah said you shouldn't be doing it. Sister, this is haram. You shouldn't be doing it. That person is advising you. Yeah. And can we sometimes come across a bit harsh or uh, inappropriate when we are advising? Yes, uh, people, people do this and sometimes it can rub people the wrong way. But you have to sometimes look at the statement of what people are saying. If someone is telling you this is haram, this is not allowed, they're not. This is not coming from them. Yeah. Did, they, did they choose? This is why uh, when people say, you know, sheikhs make everything difficult. You know, these sheikhs are saying everything is haram, right? Sheikhs are not allowed to decide what's haram or not. Yeah. Right? They don't even have that, uh, that authority, right? They convey the message. Right? Can you imagine when uh, Rasulullah said this is haram? Ah, yeah, Rasulullah, you're saying everything is haram. Would someone rationally say this? They wouldn't, right? So the idea of my body, my choice, yes, it is your body. But your body is a gift Allah gave you. Allah will ask you about what you did with your time with your nafs, with your everything Allah will ask, you will be held accountable. So do with what you with, with your choice what you like, but remember you will face Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the advice, the recommended uh, recommendation is rather than say, my body, my choice, say, Allah gave him this body and I will fulfill his choice. Mm -hmm. uh, that is what the Muslim should be saying. And based on that, everything else will fall into place. So whenever you want to do something, an abortion, for example, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rectify our brothers and sisters. Now, if you uh, they, they would look at it from the lens of Islam, not the lens of the left or the right or 
this is the progressive ideal or this is the conservative. No, 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 no. You're a Muslim. So base it on Islam. This is how. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think that's kind of the thing where where people who don't have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the equation, in the way they look into life and, and the Islamic lens, as you, as you say, then it becomes even more problematic because when it comes to the to this uh, Roe versus Wade um, case, um, the all the all the, the the Supreme Court judges, if I'm not mistaken, were all male, okay. and they were saying uh, they were given the verdict on it. So that's what caused an uproar. Like the women are saying, how are these all male Supreme Court judges able to say this? But like you said and you just mentioned now, with Muslims it's different because it doesn't matter if the 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 sheikh or the sheikha yeah. right is their gender as long as they're conveying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is messenger Wallahi this idea of uh, Men say this Women say this It's really a bit childish if you think about it What does it like Whether it's for example So based on this rule Can men Not say to women pray Well they can because everyone prays Let's make it more specific Let's make it something sisters related right? Alright hijab right? So can a man not say to a sister that she should wear hijab why not? He well, doesn't wear hijab. He doesn't wear hijab. <laughs> oh, okay. So, did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wear hijab? Did the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam wear hijab? No. Did the Sahaba wear hijab? What kind of ridiculous nonsense is this? Yeah. Right? Just the other day, um, a sister asked me, uh, she's trying to get married to a brother, and the brother, he trims his beard or shaves, I don't remember what it was. And uh, she said, Sheikh, what, what does, should, should I marry him or not? And I was... Uh, I, I was getting more information out of her saying, okay, so tell me more about this brother. Um, right? I mean, you can't, you can't uh, spoil down a person's whole character to the, just, to, just a bit. So I was like, you're right. And imagine I said to her, sister, sister, you're, you're a woman. Why are you speaking about the bed? <laughs> right? His body, his, his choice. choice. <laughs> right? His body is just, well, why are you speaking about she would, she would probably say, Shaykh, no, 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 this is the sunnah of the Prophet And I measure him according to that. And there's like, doesn't she have every right to talk about that? Of course she does, right? So this idea, like this idea of like men and women and going against each other, we are all Muslims. We are we are all servants of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So sisters should be advising uh, or can speak about issues related to brothers. Brothers can speak about issues related to sisters, as long as that they know what they are talking about, right? If you don't know what you're talking about, don't speak about it, right? This is a very, a lot of times we tend to um, overreach and discuss issues we have no knowledge of. This is this is blameworthy in Islam, and again, that is not uh, gender centric. Rather, it's based on: Have you got the knowledge? Share it. Have you got something of value to add? Share it. Have you got an opinion that you want to talk about? Feel free. There's there's no problem there. Like this idea again, why it's it stems deeper, and we keep building this tension of man against woman, patriarchy, matriarchy. This is all kalam fadi. We're all brothers and sisters, right? And uh, we should treat, treat ourselves as such. And give us the opportunity to breathe a little and speak openly about these issues. If someone has questions, share your questions, and inshallah ta'ala, sisters, brothers, everyone answer. I think that's how it should be. You know, um, f f I think what's maybe, maybe what has happened uh, relating to this is that a lot of people have based um, <clears throat> Islam on Muslims and not actually the religion of Al Islam. So you'll have, like you said, you know, you mentioned we're all brothers and sisters, you know. And then you, some may say, well, this brother, he's like this. And this sister, she's like that. And we don't. And you know what I mean? So uh, automatically, they're basing Al-Islam on individuals and on people and on experiences. You know, and we've 
we've been so um we've become we've become a people who are like everything is based on our experience you know we've gained our experience like i feel this i've went through this whatever so the fact that allah and his messengers is saying something then it becomes almost to the side irrelevant yeah it's a big mushkila and part of this is education brothers and sisters need to educate themselves on their religion the answers are right there the truth is right there if you start looking into the world and assuming that the islam that is being practiced by uh, brothers and sisters that have shortcomings is that which was divinely revealed then you will have a, a problem i believe it was yusuf islam Yusuf Islam uh, used to be a, a singer who accepted Islam. Uh, he he once said, um, he thanked Allah that he read about Islam and studied Islam before he actually lived and went into Muslims. Because he said, you don't find that that uh, the perfect nature of Islam is in the scriptures and the Quran and the Sunnah. Uh, sadly, people don't embody that. We shouldn't expect them to, because we are meant we are we should strive to be the best we can. But we cannot expect everyone to be like the prophets. They won't be. They will have shortcomings. Which is why you should separate those two. Muslims are Muslims and Islam is perfect. Yeah. Muslims are not. Yeah. Um, khair. Now, with, with having said that as well, um, another maybe an issue that could be discussed relating to this, uh, according to this, is also ideologies. You know, and um, we, 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 we want to fit in. You know, we want to fit in. We want to be relevant. You know, we want to be current, you know, and want to make Islam look like that, maybe, you know. So, some uh, there's an example I was once given that um, Islam is like a thobe, right? You don't change and alter the thobe, you go and train yourself in order to fit the thobe. Yeah, if that that's actually sense. a good analogy. That's a good analogy. Yeah, if that makes sense, right? Yeah, I might so, seal that one. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so we, are we trying to alter and change the thobe? This is a problem that you'll see uh, a lot of people. Look, first, uh, you have to know it's a thobe. In other words, you have to know what Islam is to understand, right? A lot of people, their understanding of Islam is based on they, they haven't studied it. So this is, this is what happens. This is a common pattern. Someone doesn't understand Islam. They haven't studied it. They don't understand the, the objectives, the, 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 the purpose behind Islam, the, the ayah, the hadith, the statements of the Prophet None of them, they are alien to this person, right? This person then grows up kind of nominally Muslim, right? But then they are exposed to a lot of different ideas, whether they are progressive ideals or, or whatever the case is. Right? And then they adopt those. Then they see things about Islam that goes against the ideas and the values that they've adopted. And then what do they do? They have to then make Islam fit into it. Make Islam fit into it because or else they're going to struggle. And this is a moral dilemma that a lot of people are facing, which is when society has set certain morals. And you have to keep in mind, the morals within society fluctuate and change over time. Things that were considered evil 40 years ago are today considered absolutely normal. And things that are considered normal today might be considered evil in 10 years because people are, are, are as long as people are deciding among themselves what's right and what's wrong, they will always disagree, mm-hmm. right? If, if if someone got uh, 40 people together and made a survey, is this wrong, is this right? They will all have different answers. Mm-hmm. Allah didn't leave it to us, alhamdulillah. Allah gave us divine scripture and revelations to tell us right from wrong, mm-hmm. to guide us. That's all point. Hudan lil muttaqin, right? The guidance to the pious. So... What happens when you leave people to their own devices, they make their own morals, those morals cannot then will keep on changing and changing and changing. They will, they will contradict, uh, they will disagree, they will be in disarray. And then here you have someone, uh, so today this was wrong, Islam doesn't change. 
But today's society saying is wrong. Okay, let me see if I can change Islam to fit this. But then society will move a little bit more. Yeah. Let me change Islam again. Yeah. This person is ripping up the folk, right? <laughs> Stitching it up, back on up, making it bigger, smaller. This was happening, right? <sighs> and what they should have done is, wait, let me teach, learn my religion, yeah. understand my religion, and have a fixed point of morality, of understanding, of, of uh, goals and objectives, and understand that my life goes back to my devotion to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? This is how it should be. Uh, and I think uh, this is the problem that people are facing. Because the matter is more than just, you know, abortion and, and feminism. It's deeper than that. And, yeah. and, and you know what, subhanAllah, it's, it's foundational issues, you know, like just going back to the source and, and just building a good foundation, inshallah ta'ala, and, and, and learning the religion in the correct manner. And um, to, 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 to touch upon what you were saying about Islam is not like left wing and right wing, you know, and Islam is not like pro this and, and anti this, you know. Touch a bit more about that Because you, you were discussing with me earlier Before we started the podcast Yeah, so the thing is um, When uh, you, you, What you'll find is Your The the, the, the person There are these, these now Dominant uh, Very um, openly preached Ideologies out there Right And someone that doesn't have their own Right Muslim Muslim but maybe only by name or Muslim but not very well versed or studied again that's the importance of learning a deen what happens to that person is they'll find themselves somewhere along those 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 views and then they they the issue of abortion that we're discussing right now they will either be having the boards out pro-choice my body my choice or whatever the case is or the opposite of that right uh, and and they will not appreciate the Islamic uh, nuanced uh, right, divinely inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of course, this is the Quran and the Sunnah, uh, right, approved by the scholars' view. They will not appreciate and not understand that. And this is why you're uh, if you're if you're someone of faith, someone of someone that follows the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you are above being put into these boxes. You're above being put into, you're not don't belong yourself into a particular box and adopt those ideas. And adopt those ideas and uh, now all of a sudden, right, you so the people are, are two ways of some they will adopt those ideas and they'll take Islam and they'll say, listen, Islam actually says this, mm-hmm. right? Islam is all about freedom. Mm-hmm. Islam is all about choice. Mm-hmm. And they will just take those pinpoints, those ayats, right? That's all about choice and freedom. But what about submission? Mm-hmm. It's in the literal word. Islam is submission, right? What about that? And uh, they will conveniently ignore certain aspects of the deen. And this is one group. And other group, or one other group, they will completely ignore the whole deen. Not even mention it. Not even mention it and just go on and they fit into their little category and they'll adopt those views. And I feel... It's sad that someone has gold and is begging. Right? You have Islam and you're running around these uh, uh, modern, very new, um, and uh, often wrong uh, worldviews. So yeah, this is the, this is the, the point I was, I was saying because uh, Islam isn't left or right on this issue. Islam is Islam on this issue. And on these and all, all and Waqis Allah had all the other all the other issues and people should appreciate that more. And ask, the first question should be, what is is this halal or haram? What did the ulama say? And that's that that should be how again it's all about your worldview, and people need to understand that Islam is not just your salah, your fasting, it's more than that, and uh, it's it also remedies a lot of the issues right. So 
the main reason why people are terminating pregnancies because they are unwanted pregnancies why are they unwanted pregnancies because often often not all the time but often they are uh, uh, out of wedlock before marriage premarital they're trying to they, they, they and now they have this open access where they can just terminate these pregnancies and not be responsible for them and uh, this is the mushkira again islam closed the door to zina by opening doors of marriage and encouraging it young get married young it has closed the doors to fitna by ensuring that uh, men and women are behaving appropriately with each other. There are boundaries. All of these are there to safeguard society from falling into a sin so great that now thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of babies are being terminated. It could have been uh, prospering lives, right? And this is the part of the mushkila. So it's a, on a societal level. Islam has these solutions that, if, but again, it comes with a, with, a, with a price. The price is that you sacrifice some of your freedom, right? You sacrifice some of your freedom for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? I don't have the freedom to do whatever I want once I become Muslim. No, I need to pray five times a day, right? I need to act a certain way, do certain things, give certain amount of money to charity, go, uh, there are responsibilities upon me, and in exchange, I ask Allah to take me to Jannah. This is the, this is the way, right? So you sacrifice those freedoms, but when you're Hammered into your head. No, forget this. You're free to do whatever you want. You're free to do whatever you want. And you should do whatever you want. This is taking your desires as a deity. You're following your desires, right? This is not the Muslim way. And I advise my brothers and sisters to remember that. That uh, I, The analogy I like to give is that we draw a line in the sand. And we say we are on the side of the prophets and the righteous. And uh, they were all people that chose submission to the creator over freedom and following their desires. Yeah. This is how it should be. And you know, um, you mentioned about the whole freedom choice. Because look, it's again coming back to everyone is going to be different. You know, everyone's going to have their own thing that they, that they want to do. You know, some people, they enjoy this or they have they want freedom in this and other in and in, in, in that freedom of what they choose to do and what they want to do they may oppress someone else yeah. you know the, at the cost of someone else's freedom do you know what i mean so that person's making a sacrifice for this person's freedom this is why uh, i know we're going in a lot of tangents here we went to speak a bit more but this is the idea so the, the nuances that you'll find in our religion right i'll give you an example this is to do with buying and selling um from a a, a modern secular perspective you can buy and sell anything you want as long as they're mutual consent right yeah. sell me that watch okay we agree right what one pence two pence one pound two pound two hundred pound doesn't matter right now in islam you can't sell anything you want there are loads of conditions of rules right so one of the things you can't sell is something that's haram something that is stolen right if you steal something you sell it that's not allowed right of course stealing is haram and selling buying selling uh, stolen goods is also haram right yeah. similarly if it's haram within itself, so I can't buy you, I can't, I can't sell you alcohol, right? Similarly, if it's halal, but I know so you're going to do something haram with it. So it's like selling grapes to a, a, a winemaker, right? That would be also haram, right? But the interesting one that I found is that, what if I'm selling you dust, something worthless, right? And you want it, you're, you're ready to pay for it, insects, whatever the case is, they mention these, can you sell that? And the ulama and the scholars, they say, no, it's haram for me to sell it. But wait, he's happy. 
So this would be a perfectly fine sale within a, the today's world, modern world, right? You're like, wait, are they both happy? Is it mutual consent? That's fine. No, you see. But in Islam, you're not allowed to take advantage of a person's naivety. Because that's a form of oppression. So it's it's going the extra mile, right? It's been bad in Nusr. From sincere advice, they say, brother, don't waste your money on this dust, man. What's wrong with you? Right? Does that make sense? Right? So that value of, that value of don't take advantage of a person's, uh, how naive that person is, right? Buying something that has no benefit to them. Don't take advantage of that. That is a value that is not present in how the world works today. The same goes with the value of not benefiting from people's misfortune, which is why riba is haram, right? So, you know, people need to appreciate our values are actually a bit, not a bit, there are some stark differences from when it comes to Islamic values and how the modern world in many places today operate. So as a Muslim, you have these great values that you have that you should uphold, but you can't appreciate them if you either don't study them or not aware of them. Does that make sense? Yeah. So similarly here, the value of family, the value of life, the value of, 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 uh, of um, um, uh, every child should be born into a marriage, right? Uh, pregnancies are a beautiful thing and they, are, they have their own sanctity and sharaf. Allah uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala calls the womb, or we call it, the womb is called the rahim. It comes from rahim, mercy, right? The womb is the rahim, right? And uh, based on the, the child in the womb, familial ties, ties are born that must be upheld. And ties of kinship are called silatul rahim, Allah Akbar. So these are all these values that we have that completely out of the window with four words, my body, my choice. Like this is not how it goes. And this is why people need to appreciate their deen more. Alhamdulillah. If we could, uh, if you could summarize or just not even summarize, if if there's something that you would like the viewers who've been watching uh, to walk away from, you know, this this podcast, this discussion, what would be like the main point? Okay, so because the issue we were discussing was the whole uh, role for Zwaid, abortion, what's the Islamic stance of it? If you do some research, you'll find the, the more detailed versions of what we just shared today of what in Islam. But a general summary is that uh, as Muslims, you do have a distinct time where the soul is born to the fetus. Um, there's this minute khilaf, minor khilaf, but generally speaking, it's quite distinct. The hadith that when the soul is blown, after that, unequivocally, that uh, fetus is a, a life and has a rights of any life, with the exception of when the mother's life is in danger. And that will be decided by a scholar and medical professionals together. Anything before that um, uh, must also be given a, a personal fatwa, uh, and a, a, a medical professional must decide what, what to do. Uh, so it's all personalized to a particular situation with a particular circumstance with the person would liaise with the, with the, with the local ulama that are there. But from a societal point of view, Muslims do not engage in abortion. That's the general rule. We don't do this, right? Uh, and then there are exceptions, like I mentioned, like Islam is nuanced enough to make those exceptions and make those rules. And uh, in this matter, to, we don't even call it um, pro-choice or pro-life. We call it the Islamic stance on things, the Islamic perspective on things. Uh, one of the, the then we, we briefly spoke about this the, the how how life is sacred how uh, we should preserve lineage uh, how children have rights even the unborn child has a right and one of the rights to mention is any unborn child has the right to be born into a stable family meaning that this is why divorce is taken is taken it's not taken lightly 
responsibility of taking care of children, not marrying, not, not having children out of wedlock because that that usually leads to children if they grow up without a stable home. All of these things are huquq. And they all come down to the values of Islam and the general objectives of our religion that one must appreciate and study. And finally, observe the world and have the world's view of Islam and not an ideology that was made by, by a few men and women that thought they knew better than that which the prophets came with. This is it, right? Islam has its own worldview, and we should stick with that and put those glasses on. Islam tinted glasses. Islam tinted glasses. Yes. Alhamdulillah. I have some, something I'm definitely took away from this is the, don't go begging when you have gold. You know? Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, you know, you have gold, don't go out there trying to beg for for dust. For dust, uh, yeah. <laughs> Inshallah, we'll, we'll end it there. Like we said at the beginning, or I said at the beginning, we want to do these podcasts more often, Inshallah. So, if you enjoyed this podcast, you know, like, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, inshallah ta'ala. And also leave a comment uh, in, in, the, in the actual video of what kind of discussions you'd like to hear from us here at the masjid. And it will be me and my Musfa Burayan. And from time to time again, we'll have guest speakers, inshallah, joining us here for the podcast. But till next time, inshallah, this has been Beyond the Member. I am Muhammad Basaid, joined with Imam Musfa Burayan. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika. Shadu la ilaha 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 السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته